1: Good morning, and welcome to Nexa Resources' third quarter 2020 conference call. All participants will be in listen only mode. Should you need assistance, please signal a conference specialist by pressing the star key followed by zero. After today's presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To ask a question, you may press star then one on your telephone keypad. To withdraw your question, please press star then two. The presenters on this call are Mr. Tito Martins, CEO of Nexa Resources, Mr. Rodrigo Menck, CFO of Nexa Resources, and Ms. Roberta Varella, Head of Investor Relations. Please note this event is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Mr. Tito Martins. Please go ahead.
2: Thank you, and good morning and good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us in another Nexa's earnings conference call. Today, we'll be talking about our results from the third quarter of 2020. I hope you and your loved ones remain safe and healthy. Please, let's move to slide three, where we will begin our presentation. In the last eight months, we have been confronted by COVID-19. The spread of the virus in Latin is currently at a slower pace, but remains a big concern. Additional health and safe protocols in all of our operations, remain in place. Essential site personnel continue working remotely. Mining operations in Peru have gradually ramped up, as we still face some constraints related to the workforce availability. As a consequence of this situation, we are reducing our copper production guidance for the year, but zinc and lead guidance are maintained, and mining cash costs have also been revised. Metal sales guidance for the year remains unchanged, too. As promised in our last conference call, we are updating our twenty one twenty two 22 guidance that had been suspended at the beginning of the pandemic. Mink will discuss guidance in more details during this presentation. We, our industry, and our clients are still learning how to adapt to this new reality, but I believe that we have done well so far maintaining our operations under difficult conditions, keeping health of our employees, and providing support for our communities. Third quarter was a very strong quarter. Our adjusted EBITDA stood at $152 million, and our cash generation was over $150 million. As a consequence, financial leverage decreased from 4.9 times to 3.2 times. These results come from our commitment to capital discipline and our efforts to reduce costs and improve our operational efficiency. I also would like to take the opportunity and thank our team, which stepped up in such a challenging circumstance. Although a high level of uncertainty remains, going forward, we are assuming our operations will remain operating at the normal levels. Market conditions are better than we anticipate and as a consequence, we have also revised our investment guidance for the year. It will be discussed in the next slide, so please today the slide 4. In the third quarter, we invested $85 million with a cumulative capex of $234 million in the first nine months of the year. In response to the COVID-19 and the Peruvian lockdown, Last May, we revised our capex guidance from $410 million to $300 million. At that time, we also assumed we would have a better view of the marks in the second half of the year. Surprisingly, demand improvement has been faster than anticipated, allowing us to operate in full capacity. Because of this positive situation, and in order to keep our operations running safely and stable. We have updated our sustaining CAPEX to this new reality. Additionally, on October 6, we published an update of the Alipo project, and its CAPEX for the year was revised to $193 million. Considering this now, we estimate a total CAPEX of $350 million for 2020. On the other hand, Exploration and project development expenses have been revised downwards from $68 million to $50 million. Some of our exploration activities returned in the third quarter, but we decided to maintain some of our projects on hold. Turning now to the next slide, slide 5. In early October, we published an update on the Aripana project. Zinc equivalent production is now estimated at 119 Tons per year for approximately 11 years, a slight decrease from our previous estimate of 13 years. Based on current inferred mineral resources and considering our track record of conversion, we believe life of mine could easily be extended beyond 20 years. Total capex was revised to $547 million compared to the previously estimated of $392 million. Project timeline was also updated, and now albican completion is forecasted for the fourth quarter of 2021. Cost increase and time extension resulted primarily from, among other factors, delays in the completion of the detailed engineering and some exogenous events. Despite the challenges we faced, Arifan continues to be an accredited project. It's one of the few zinc projects underdeveloped in the world. And its implementation is consistent with our strategy of increasing the integration between our mining and smelting operations. Moving now to the next slide, slide six. On this slide, we provide the up-to-date milestones of the Aripuanan project. Overall, project fiscal progress reached 56.7% at the end of September. With the current status of our engineering, procurement, and construction packages, we believe we will continue to deliver according to the updated execution plan. In addition, we are preparing ourselves to commissioning and future production. We have already mobilized the operational readiness team, the pre-operational phase equipments are on site, and the stokes development should start in January 2021. Please move to the next slide. This slide shows the other projects in our pipeline. Since the beginning of the pandemic, we have been very concerned about our capital allocation. Because of that, we decided to revise our project portfolio and its timeline. Magistral project today is the most advanced project in our portfolio. Engineering studies continue to progress, and we expect, felt free, to be completed in the first half of 2021. The pre-feasibility studies at Chalipaic and PUCA remain on hold. In addition, we are renegotiating the environmental impact study for PUCA, which should also cause the extension of the project timeline. Regarding Letting we have already resumed our exploration campaign in the third quarter. One successful project currently on hold, is expected to resume in the beginning of 2021. Now, I would like to pass to Roberta Varela, our Head of Industrial Relations, who will comment our third quarter results. Roberta, please.
3: Thank you, Tito. Good morning and good evening, everyone. Please, let's move to slide nine. Beginning with the first chart on your left, zinc production of 82,000 tons decreased by 16% compared to third quarter of 2019. The continued solid performance of our mines in Brazil was offset by the gradual ramp up of our Peruvian mines. Compared to the second quarter, zinc production was 31% higher. Copper production followed the same trend and decreased by 25% year over year, but increased by 68% compared to the previous quarter. In respect to our smelting segment, total metal sales of 158,000 tons were slightly higher versus the same period a year ago. Compared to the second quarter, sales were 32% higher, mainly driven by the recovery in demand in our home markets. On the following graph, consolidated net revenue was $538 million compared with $564 million a year ago, mainly driven by lower volume and decrease in zinc and lead metal prices. Turning to slide 10, we'll comment on our consolidated EBITDA. Adjusted EBITDA increased from $58 to $152 million in the third quarter of 2020. This strong performance was mainly driven by lower operating costs and expenses with a positive variation of $44 million, the reduction in exploration and project development expenses, the increase in by-products credits due to higher prices and quarterly limestone sales records, which were partially offset by Atacoche expenses related to the underground suspension. The U.S. dollar appreciation against Brazilian real had a positive impact of $21 million. Please, let's move to slide 11, where we discuss our mining segment performance. As I mentioned earlier, the solid performance of our operations in Brazil was upset by the decrease in our Peruvian mines, which had gradually increased their throughput rates after restarting operations in second quarter. Cerro Lina and Porvenir still faced some limited workforce availability, while Atacocha San Gerardo pit was able to resume fuel capacity. Regarding cash costs, in third quarter of 2020, mining cash costs averaged 33 cents per pound, down 20% from last year, primarily driven by the temporary decrease in costs in Peru, as we did not incur in some operating activities, following lower production volumes and also due to reduction cost initiatives. A positive impact of the Brazilian currency devaluation in Vazante and Mohavudu costs, and a higher by-product credits, which were partially offset by higher TCs and lower volumes. Compared to the second quarter of 2020, mining cash costs also decreased, possibly affected by higher volumes and by product credits. Moving to the next slide. On slide 12, we will discuss the mining segment performance. Adjusted EBITDA in the third quarter for the mining segment was $67 million, compared with $33 million a year ago. This increase was primarily due to the decrease in operating costs, as I explained in my previous slide, the positive impact from the Brazilian real depreciation against the U.S. dollar, an increase in byproducts contribution, and the decrease in mineral exploration and project development expenses. Moving to this next slide, on slide 13, we'll discuss our smelting segment operational results. Total production was 154,000 tons, down 1% from the same quarter a year ago. Compared to the second quarter, production increased by 21%, primarily driven by Carramartilli smelter, which operated at a reduced rate until mid-May, following the measures required by the Peruvian government to control the spread of COVID-19. Total sales in the third quarter of this year were 158,000 tons, slightly up year over year but 32 percent higher compared to the previous quarter mainly driven by higher production and demand recovery in our home markets regarding cash costs, smelting cash costs decreased from 99 cents per pound in third quarter 2019 to 79 cents per pound in this quarter the 20% decrease is explained by market-related factors, such as lower l prices, higher treatment charges, and the Brazilian currency devaluation, and lower operating costs, positively affected by the new energy contract and decreasing cost of materials in Khamakete smelters. Moving on to the next slide, smelting EBITDA was $86 million in third quarter compared with $25 million a year ago. This increase was mainly explained by higher treatment charges, the positive price effect related to changes in market prices in respect of quotation period adjustments, the decrease in operation costs partially offset by the negative impact of byproduct credits due to lower sulfuric acid prices. I will now turn over the call to Rodrigo Menke, our CFO. We will provide more detailed information about our debt profile. Mink, please.
4: Thank you, Roberta. Good morning and good afternoon, everyone. I am now on slide 15. As demonstrated in the upper left graph, our liquidity remains strong, and we continue to report a healthy balance sheet with extended debt profile. By the end of the third quarter, our current available liquidity was $1.3 billion, which includes our undrawn revolving credit facility of $300 million. The debt breakdown by category and currency is shown on the lower left side of the slide. As of September 30th, the average maturity of our total debt was 5.4 years. On the right side, we see net debt decrease compared with the previous quarter, reflecting the improvement results of our operations and cash generation. Our leverage measured by the net debt to adjusted EBITDA ratio also decreased to 3.23 times as a result of higher adjusted EBITDA and improved cash generation. Now moving on to slide 16. On this slide, we present Nexus free cash flow generation. During the quarter, we generated $159 million. Describing it further, and starting from our $162 million adjusted EBITDA, we had a $52 million gain in working capital, mainly as a result of increased average supplier payment terms, partially offset by $30 million of sustaining CAPEX and another $9 million of interest, state, and taxes. Still. NEXA has generated $165 million of cash flow before expansion projects during this quarter. Non-sustaining CAPEX, which includes mainly our expansion project in Aripuanã, amounted to $49 million. Finally, during the quarter, we had a positive net impact from loans and financial investments of $71 million, partially offset by $28 million of other non-operational expenses, resulting in a a final cash flow generation of $159 million. Now moving on to slide 17. On this slide, we will comment on our updated mining segment guidance, but before discussing guidance I would like to comment on our assumptions behind the scenario. As previously disclosed, Our guidance is subject to the continuous evaluation of several factors, including the impact of COVID-19 on our operations, supply chain, and demand for our products. After our year-to-date operational performance in the nine months, which reflected the temporary suspension of production at the Peruvian mines due to COVID-19 and their gradual ramp up in the third quarter, we maintain our 2020 production guidance for zinc, lead, while slightly decreasing the copper production range by 4,000 tons. In our efforts to continuously improve our disclosure, we have updated our production guidance for 2021 and 2022, which were t- temporarily suspended in response to covid 19s uncertainties. For 2021, zinc production is estimated to increase 6% over 2020 and a further 10% in 2022 over 2021, after the Aricuanan ramp-up. We also have revised our 2020 mining cash costs. Due to the gradual ramp-up of our mining operations in Peru and our estimates for Q4, we have updated our mining average cash costs to $0.45 per pound of zinc sold, down from $0.59 per pound, Now moving to slide 18, on this slide, we will comment on our updated smelting segment guidance now. Our sales guidance for 2020 remains unchanged, as our smelters are estimated to continue operating at higher utilization rates. Metal sales are estimated to be between 540 and 580,000 tons in 2020. Despite the decrease in demand year-over-year due to COVID-19, demand has recovered from second quarter levels to this upward trend and is expected to continue in the fourth quarter. Similar to our mining segment, we have updated sales guidance for 2021 and 2022. For 2021, metal sales volume is forecasted to increase 65,000 tons over 2020, at the midpoint of the guidance range and a further 2.5 thousand tons in 2022 over 21. Our smelting average cash cost has been revised slightly up to 78 cents per pound of zinc sold due to the higher metal prices. I will now handle the call back to Tito. Tito, please. Thank you, May.
2: Here we'll make some comments about the market fundamentals. During the quarter, zinc price continued to recover, reaching pre-pandemic levels in August. Metal demand has shown some recovery in China, although in other countries, industrial activities are taking longer to normalize. In terms of our home market, Latin America, zinc demand trended upwards, driven by civil construction, infrastructure, energy, agribusiness and to a certain extent the auto segment. In terms of copper, prices have shown a significant appreciation during the quarter, driven primarily by a weaker US dollar and the decline of inventories throughout the period. Similar to zinc, demand has improved in China as sectors such as construction, infrastructure and transportation responded positively to the economic stimulus. The short-term outlook for zinc and base metals should remain volatile as price should continue to be influenced by the US dollar variation. In terms of fundamentals, zinc concentrate supply is expected to continue to tighten as the Chinese mining output may not perform as market expects, potentially pushing these levels down and prices up. Moving to our last slide. As I said earlier, in such a challenging scenario, we have delivered a strong result. Third quarter performance demonstrates the resilience of our business, the contribution of the NextAway program, and the commitment of our team with operational excellence and good performance. We remain confident with the recovery of demand, and we are preparing ourselves to generate long-term value creation for our stakeholders always keeping financial discipline and a strong balance sheet. Thank you all for your time and let's move to the Q&A session.
1: Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press star then 1 on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press star then 2 at this time we will pause momentarily
5: to assemble our roster and the first question will be from jen's spies
1: with morgan stanley please go ahead
6: yes hello thank you for taking my questions Uh, i just wanted to ask what are the main drivers behind the decrease in your 2021 to 22 guidance versus the original guidance you had um published before and also um I noticed that the smelting the smelting sales guidance didn't change much uh, and I was wondering um why didn't it uh, go down because you are no longer doing the gyrosite project right so um didn't that have an impact on on your guidance for those years thank you hi James Thank you very much for your question. Chito here speaking. Uh, Let's go for the the production guidance. Uh, You have to see uh, during the COVID in the first half, we had postponed some of the development in our minds. so we were not able actually to have people working there. So uh, because of this, uh, there was an impact in our in, in, in the development of the second half, and so affecting directly. Reduction for next year. Uh, besides that, we have to prioritize some routes in the production line, so it also affects uh, the the some in some case the 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 type of the ore and the content of zinc or copper may be affected. So that's why we decide to be more conservative in terms of production for 21. In terms of the melting, production doesn't change much uh, because uh, we, we were not never affected in terms of... Uh, we, in the case of Brazil, we were never affected at all. In the case of uh, the melting in Peru, uh, production was affected for some time, but came back very easily. And the supply of concentrate has been very stable, so we're not expecting any change. Uh, Jaruzaita is suspended. We, we have not... Uh, 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 abandon it yet, and I don't think we will. We we, we 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 do intend to come back to the project as the the, uh, well, the market conditions uh, come to a more stable situation. But uh, surprisingly, the recovery in in has improved along the last two years. So we believe that we can keep uh, having a recovery between 44, 45 percent, uh, uh, even before genocide. Uh, uh, we, we come up with the, the, the end of the implementation of Thank you. Okay, great. Thank
5: you. And the next question will be from Forrest
1: Wakadaw with Scotiabank. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. Keto, um, I'm curious your comments that you there's enough demand to run the smelters. At full capacity, I'm just curious is that being is that domestic demand, or are you exporting um a good chunk of the refined zinc outside of Latin America?
6: Uh, hi Horace. Good to hear from you uh i i i I'm gonna to try to describe what's going on, but uh, I doubt anybody actually can can say that uh we were not expecting to see such a strong demand. Yes, since since let's uh, say July, uh, clearly uh, let's talk about our home market. By home market, I mean Latin. Okay, it's not only Brazil. So what happened is since July, looks like there was there were a, a there was a, a, a restocking in most of, our, of of the countries, and uh, and then we, we thought maybe the strong demand will. Be weak on the, the fourth quarter, but I can tell you we are still seeing the same strong demand, And actually, we are starting to believe that the, the situation can remain in the first quarter of next year. It has to do with a, a lot of steel makers in the first half, they cut production. Some of the automakers, most of the automakers also cut production. And suddenly, everybody came back to a almost normal situation, and it is impacting. So it seems that uh, there is a huge imbalance in, in, in supply of different materials, most basic materials, and it's, it's actually helping us to sell more. Uh, just to give an example, we stopped, we reduced production of for a at the end of the first half, assuming that we could actually have a a cutting in demand it, it never happened if i if I had more metal available today, I would be able to sell it
5: and Thank you. are you so it's not so it's oh, all wow. about time demand it's not uh it's not like you're selling to traders
1: that's shipping from no, no, china not at all
6: not at all okay. actually we have to cut. We have to cut some. We, have a, we always have some uh, a, a small portion of our sales that we we need for to sell in the spot market. And if it's not possible to do it, we 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 have agreements with long term agreements with trading companies where we can sell to them. We have actually to reduce those those sales to supply to the the, the our whole market because of the strong demand. But nothing okay. from us is actually moving to 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 Asia for example. Again, uh, I'll give another example. It's very uncommon to bring uh metal from Karamarquid in Peru to Brazil or Argentina. We have to do it because of the demand.
5: That's great to hear. Thank you.
6: Yeah. Thank you.
1: Again, if you have a question, please press star then one. The next question will be from Hernan Kislock with MetLife. Please go ahead.
0: Hello, good morning. Thank you for taking my question, and congratulations on, on the very good results. Um, so, my questions are on cost. Um, we have seen a stabilization in mining cash cost in the last two quarters at lower levels than we have seen in, in the past. But nevertheless, the guidance for the year seems to point to an increase in, in the 4Q. So, first question. Could you please confirm if the four Q is going to have a cash cost of 58 cents? I just want to check my math here. And the second one, thinking about the longer term, um, how sustainable do you think that the costs that we are seeing now um, are in the future? Mostly thinking into 2021, when you will ramp up production in, in in other mines in new new projects.
5: hello Edna. how are you i'm sorry yes. i was i was i was on mute here and and speaking I
4: think this is common now during the pandemic uh thank you very much for your question i believe uh uh the the that it's good to clarify here first of all our costs they have been really impacted by the price of byproducts right so our byproducts really have benefiting been benefiting us so to that extent even though we have been uh, really reviewing our 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 cost structure, this uh, is is volatile to the extent that external factors can also impact it in the in the coming quarters, right? But uh, we have been seeing part of our our cost efficiency from our Next Away program as well, and you can consider that uh, as a successful program that uh, helped us to. Become our operations more efficient. I don't know if I covered well your 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 question. This is uh, what we have
0: been seeing here. Okay, so before by products, uh, would you say that the cash cost that we are seeing today is going to be repeated more or less into 2021?
4: Yes, we are we are coming back to normality with with uh, our our utilization rates at higher levels. So it's uh, back back to normality, as uh, as we say.
5: So I would expect uh, the same level that we are seeing now. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. And the next question will come from Isabella Vasconcelos
1: with Prodesco BDI. Please go ahead.
3: Hi, uh, thank you for the questions. Uh, good morning, everyone. Also, uh, and congratulations on the results. I just have a, one question, actually, uh, if you could pr- uh, provide a little bit more color on uh, what are the next steps uh, and new opportunities identified for the next AWAY project, um, program, and if you could uh, give us a little bit of more timing in terms of execution uh, for the new steps and new opportunities that you guys uh, identified. Uh, that would be helpful. Thank you.
4: Hello, Isabella thank you for your question i hope you are well NextAway away is a continuous program it's uh it has identified many initiatives in all in all levels of the company both operational and, and corporate and uh when we see new initiatives we implement it uh, right away this is uh is all related to to procedures to to uh, um feedstock utilization recovery ratio. so all of that Goes towards what we have been disclosing to the market, which is an expectation of up to 120 million dollars of a decline, in fact, every year on a recurring basis. Right. So, uh, with this, we, we mentioned specifically this quarter specifically mostly because when we had our operations suspended, as much of our uh, initiatives are related to, to to production, some somewhat was uh, this program was somewhat uh, uh, hindered in a way. But now we are back to the full rhythm of production, and then these initiatives can be seen as we have shown this uh, against that we, were were recorded of 24 million dollars uh, in the quarter, 67 in the year, on top of what was already identified last year. So this is uh, what we are
5: trying to convey uh, as message here to you. Great, thank you. Thank you, Galan. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our question and answer session. Now I will hand the call back to Tito
1: for his final remarks. Mr. Martins, please go ahead.
6: Thank you. And uh, uh, before we we finish, uh, I would like to say that we were very glad to see uh, our performance in the third quarter, and we remain very optimistic about the remaining of the year. As I said before, the man is strong. We're back in, in full production after uh, so many difficulties, mostly caused by the lockdown in Peru. Uh, next, away, as Mink just explained, helped us a lot uh, uh, during the pandemic because in some ways we are not forgetting that, but uh, the implementation of the program, which started last year, helped us not only... Uh, uh, with the as a, a, a continuous improvement program, but also changing the culture of our organization. Uh, and now we are confident that it can actually help more uh, in the short and medium term. Uh, our expectations are huge in terms of keeping up with what we've done so far. And it uh, looks, looks to us the prices of zinc and copper uh, uh, unless there is a, 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 a disruptive condition caused by a second wave of COVID, they should remain in a very stable, high and stable level, uh, which implies that we should have, uh, uh, hopefully, better results to show you in the future. Uh, in terms of the economic project, as I said before, we are optimists. We, we want to reassure you that we have that on track and actually we have high expectations uh, about the project and 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 we believe that the beginning of production at the end of 21 will be in a time when uh demand will be stronger than we have it today i mean and more hopefully more stable and uh, when we are also seeing that supply may suffer because we are not seeing new mining projects being developed and uh, clearly the the supply of concentrates in china actually is falling when you compare with the previous years so if, if it is melting uh production remains as strong as it is in asia with the lack of concentrate we we, we should see actually uh, a, a more positive market for us and finally uh, uh i would like to thank our IR team for the work they have been performed and say that they are available for answering questions the finding doubts you may have. Uh, thank you very much for being here with us. Uh, stay healthy and have a nice weekend. Bye.
1: And thank you, sir. The conference has now concluded. Thank you for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect.